Luke and Lewis on the Fox. Welcome to a very special show. We're doing it interstate from different places. You, Lewis is in Perth right now. I am uh, at the home base in Melbourne, uh, just keeping tabs of everything. How is Perth, Lewis? So this is what's happened. Lewis has just got off a plane. We actually haven't spoken yet. So how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm, in, I'm enjoying the, the Perth studios. It's just like our studios, but instead of good furniture, everything looks like it's been made, like bought from Ikea. Great. So it's great. I'm sure they'll be thrilled with that. Lucky we're not going to air in Perth. Uh, hey, man, if you think about it, Perth is kind of like the Ikea store of Australia. This is so weird. People are just listening. <laughs> That's a good joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, just, anyway, so people are probably... This is so weird. People just feel like they're just listening to a phone call with two friends. They got chat. But after the no, break... No, it's Lewis, a Skype call. It's way more high-tech than that. Lewis, after the break, uh, yes. we're going to be allowing people to send a message to Perth. So yes, people I'm listening here. right now, Lewis is in Perth. If you have an urgent message that needs to get to Perth right now for a friend, a loved one, we're going to get it there. And we're going to talk about how we're going to do it next. Uh, I am currently in Perth. Luke is in Melbourne. And we are connected via the technology powers of Fox FM. Yes. Uh, I feel like people don't realise how much effort has gone into making this show happen today. Did you know, Lewis, that this, your studio that you're in, has been blocked out for an entire weekend just so you could talk to me? And yeah, also, but come like, on, was Perth going to make anything better than two hours of our show, really? Wow. In a whole week? You are so, so <laughs> lucky this isn't going to air in Perth. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, we thought, because you're in Perth today, we can offer people a new service on our show. Yes. If you're listening now in Melbourne and want to get a message out to Perth, now's the chance because Lewis is there. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you going to get the message out? So say, so people call in 131060, they give you a message. Are you going to go outside and yell it? Or I was thinking maybe you could make like a pin board or you could go to the town square. Put well, I'm thinking even better than that, man. First, I'll yell it out the window just for everyone in the immediate uh, vicinity. Yeah. Then I've got a show tonight. There's about 150 people from Perth. I'll yell it out at the show. I'll take your message to my show. 150 people will hear it and it'll yep. spread throughout Perth. Okay. What about maybe something more general? So people, because I don't think the whole population, uh, actually, you know, that's probably everyone. No, I think there's about 400 people in Perth. Okay. So there's a couple of people that are busy watching the UFC fight. So for the uh, other, and then everyone else is at my show. The other 250 people who might yeah. be at your show. I still think you you should write up the messages, chuck them on the pin board in the town square tomorrow. And yep. I'm assuming everyone in Perth walks past the pin board and they go like, oh, like new band. No, nah, I don't want to be the part of that band. Oh, message from Melbourne. And then boom. Yeah, of course. Well, they'd, be, they, they'd freak out. They'd go, oh, it's a message from, from a utopia. So yeah. I think I'll, I'll do that for the population of Perth. And uh, I think well, that'll be really great. Well, you're really doing it for the population of Melbourne. Yeah, that's true. Well, hopefully you have a positive message for Perth. I mean, it would be hard trying to say something yes. nice to people from Perth, but I'm sure you guys can manage it. So if you're listening and you have in Melbourne and you know someone in Perth, you might have a friend, you might have a family member, you might have an arch nemesis and you want to get a message out to them, <laughs> just pretty much anyone. We're getting calls. Okay, this is good. 131060, do you have a message for Perth? We'll do, all you got to do is trust Lewis with the message. He'll definitely get it out to the person. It's safe with me. They don't call me the messenger for nothing. Yeah, well, no one calls him that. So, uh, <laughs> incorrect. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, ten sixty. do you have a message for Perth? Give us a call. We want to hear your message. We'll get it to Perth safe and sound. Don't bother texting it. Don't bother calling. That takes ages. Call us and we'll, we're like an owl. 
We're, is- yeah, we're like we're like a third party. We're using the the old technology of radio yeah. and then transferring that to an even older technology of pinboards yes. the next day. And so the message will be a bit delayed, street, which is the <laughs> oldest form of communication <laughs> before even writing was invented. We are broadcasting to you right now from two different states. How's that possible? Technology. That's how. Lewis also is in, Skype. Yeah, Skype. <laughs> uh, Lewis is in Perth. Uh, I am in Melbourne, in home base. And we're offering a service to you people listening now on 131060 if you want to give a message to Perth. If you have yes. a message for someone, give us a call. We may still have time to take it. Uh, Jenna, you have a message for Perth. Yeah, uh, my friend Steph Catalano. Uh, I love you. I miss you, and uh, can't wait to see you when you get back. And I'm sorry, even though I don't call you as much well, as I should. Okay, now you know, Jenna. I would aware. say that this was so much harder than just calling Steph. Don't no. you think? Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, <laughs> I feel like we should say, Jenna, we're not actually broadcasting in Perth right now. So, Lewis, can you write that down? Do you want to repeat yeah. what you said? Or, hey, are you uh, yeah, I'll write it down and, and then stay on the line and I'll okay? grab her phone number off air and I'll just send her a text or something. Um, Jenna, uh, this... It's funny because even though I don't call her, I've texted her to, to stream Fox FM. So. Oh, so she <laughs> is listening to this right now. Oh, great. Oh, right. That's so easy. Don't worry about the pinboard then. No need. Yeah, that's great. See, through the wonders of technology, we've wasted about five people's time. Jenna, would you still like to, uh, <laughs> would you still like Lewis to chuck it up on the pinboard just in case? Oh, of course. In yeah, the, in the Perth Town Square? Great. Yeah. We'll I'll it put it up there. there. Sweet. Tell Steph to stream the pinboard. She's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay. Oh, well, she'll have to see the pinboard then. Hey, well, thanks for calling, Daddy, Jenna. do you have a message for someone in Perth? Yes, I do. I have a message for Alan. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I would like him to look after my husband when he comes, Joel, when he comes over in a month's time to work with him. Who's Alan? Alan is a long-time friend of my husband. We've known him for 20-odd years. And why does your husband need to be... How old's your husband? Is he like seven? Why does he need to be looked after? <laughs> Um, because they're both rebels, I guess. Oh, right. So they, <laughs> so they need like, to look after each other. Yeah. yeah, it's very hard when you when you marry two seven-year-olds. It's They get really rowdy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it does feel like I'm married to a seven-year-old sometimes. <laughs> ah, classic. <laughs> well, Probably the age would have given it away. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> Thanks for calling, Daddy. That is uh, got to Perth now. I hope uh, when your husband gets over, Alan takes good care of him. Um, make sure I'll have to put the message really low on the pin board just, just so, so they can see it. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there, I'm glad now those messages have got to Perth. In hindsight, perhaps you people could have just texted or called. But um, yeah. I I'm, feel like this was much more efficient, really, yes. when you think about it. And it made great content for us. So it thanks did. for helping the show, guys. Appreciate it. Lewis, um, recently we've had an unspoken thing been happening in our <laughs> friendship where... I've been meaning to bring it up with you. I just didn't know the right time, so I thought, let's do it on radio. Well, yeah, this, this has been going on for about three weeks, almost four weeks, and I'm looking forward to continuing it just for the rest of our lives, I really. I think really... it's really great, and I think it's great, and I think you're enjoying it. We're all enjoying no, it. No, we're not. Uh, something... No, 50% of the parties aren't enjoying it, so I'm Hey, not. that's enough, man, 50%. So... You know, that's almost the majority. Well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> What's happened is there's a feature on the Uber app that allows you to share your ride, your current <laughs> ride that you're like, your Uber trip with someone else in your contacts list on your phone. Now, yes. Lewis has been sharing every... So he's been on tour, he's been going around the country, which means he's 
been catching about three or four Ubers a day, and every single day I get four notifications, and each trip has three notifications in the trip. So oh, I've does been, it? I, that's yeah. what I wanted to ask: is how many notifications? Do so you get? each day I've been getting about twelve notifications that say Lewis's uh, <laughs> wants you to follow his Uber ride. Then the second one is always Lewis's trip has begun, and then the second one is Lewis has arrived. <laughs> so the third one. So. And this has happened all the time, and I haven't brought it up to you except for last night, where you're in Adelaide last night, and yeah. you got—I got a notification about 9:30 p.m. and you were going for about a four-block Uber ride. And the only time I'd ever mentioned it to you, I could see that you were only going about four blocks in the CBD, and I just messaged you, "Hey, man, I think you could walk <laughs> that one." Yeah, and- but man, if I walked, you wouldn't get any notifications. I'm going to exclusively travel via Uber. I'm going to get an Uber yeah. out of the radio station downstairs. And I'll get, I know, and I'm going to get a notification for it. You know what the problem is? I can't work out how to turn these notifications off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was thinking that because if you turn notifications off, Uber won't tell you when your car's exactly. arriving. So it's either you're completely blind I did or do you that. use your Uber. I, I turned it off for a day and then went and then had to get an Uber and then I was like, oh, now I'm not going to get notified. So I had to turn them back on. So you're guys, this, life, is a, this is very easy to do. All you need to do is uh, go to your safety settings and uh, add one of your mates to your, to your contact list in Uber and uh, they'll get messages three times every single time you take an Uber. It's great fun. 50% yeah, of the and, friendship loves it. That's enough. And you don't have... Your license, so I get these all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, now so, you know where all my money goes. I'd really appreciate if mm. you could stop sending me these. I don't know how to turn it off. I just trust that okay. you'll stop from now on. Look, mate, what I'll do is if one three cabs starts enabling notifications, mm. I'll switch to them. <laughs> That's not. That's my final offer. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, uh, are you aware what's happened with my Panic at the Disco tickets? We talked about it last week on the show. There's been a uh, new update. So, I think the last time I heard, yep. you were trying to buy Panic at the Disco tickets, which I thought was pretty embarrassing. Yep. Uh, but then you bought tickets from a resale website, yep. which I thought was... I bought, I bought one ticket to go buy myself for way too How much, much did you pay for the one ticket? $170. Great. So, yep. basically, an entire show's worth of money. Yeah. <laughs> You were like, man, who needs who needs money? Well, there's been a new update. So that yeah. would have been sent out to my house. But I didn't get sent out my one Panic at the Disco ticket. Mm. I got sent a ticket to see a band called Foreigner at the Sydney Opera House uh, on October 18th. Uh, the ticket's under a name of a guy called Michael. Oh, so great. I so got, have you got a flight? Or? Yeah, that's the thing. So I was left with, uh, I guess, a moral decision. Do I keep, it was two free tickets as opposed to one Panic at the Disco ticket. Now, most people would argue, take the two tickets to Foreigner, whoever that, that band is. and just Did they also there. send you plane tickets? No, they didn't. It was just ah. tickets to the concert, which is annoying. But Uber I, voucher? Yeah. <laughs> no. So I got sent someone from New South Wales ticket. So a guy yeah. named Michael, I have his tickets, right? I had his tickets during the week. I got yeah. an email from the resale website saying, hey, uh, it would be great if you could forward these tickets on behalf of us to Michael. That's shady. So did they give you yeah, his address? Yeah, yeah. So they've that given, shouldn't happen. Yeah. So I you know where this dude lives. I had to go down to the post office and send off uh, two tickets to this band called Foreigner to a Mate, guy. You had me at post office. That's already awful. Yeah, <laughs> to a guy I've never met named Michael, right? Yeah. And 
I, I was happy to do it because I was thinking, look, if he had my Panic at the Disco tickets, I would be really upset if he didn't send them along to me. Mm. So I was like, it's the right thing to do. But the problem is, Lewis, I don't know. A, I don't know if he's received the tickets. B, right. I didn't get any credit. Uh, well, what if he got your tickets? What if he's got yours? I've now received my ticket as well. So okay, he. I'm not sure if he got his ticket right. So, but so they gave me his address, but they also gave me his phone number. So on the line, we've got Michael. Mate, this is so <laughs> out of line. This is going to get the company sued. <laughs> Michael, you've, you've got this personal information. Hey, Michael, welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah, thank you. Firstly, thank you. Michael, have you got your tickets? Oh, mate, I've got them there. Yes! They're basically uh, <laughs> hanging off my fridge. Mission um, accomplished. Now, did you know yeah. that they weren't sent to you by the resale website? They were sent to you by me? Uh, no idea. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> this is what I thought, and I knew I wouldn't get credit, which is why I decided to call you on the radio just to demand a thank you. Hey, Michael, could you just give a quick thanks to Luke? Thanks, Luke. Yeah, hey, no worries. Hey, honestly, Michael, don't mention it, man. I would have done it. I didn't need to thank you. Thank you, man, though. It means yeah. a lot, but I didn't did, need that. Did you think when you were buying foreigner tickets at the Opera House that you'd end up on radio talking to some uh, guy who likes Panic at the Disco? Uh, some bloke rang me an hour ago and said, can, can you go on the radio and just talk about these tickets? So I went, are you for real? I'm so. I thought I was being lined up. Well, yeah, I had I had your tickets in my bedroom for about a few days. I couldn't be bothered. I'll be honest. I put it off sending to you because I saw that the concert wasn't until October 18th. So I was like, yeah. oh, Michael won't won't need these ticks yet, and I'm yeah. going to the post office on Friday. So I put it off for a few days. But I'm glad you got it, man. No, I got it. Well done. Yeah, Thank very, you. Very, uh, very. And look, guys, just for future reference, I think this kind of inconvenience happens when you like bad bands. So yeah. uh, maybe just update your music uh, choices. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> foreigner and panic the disco are cool man whoever foreigner <laughs> sorry sorry to tell you guys thank you very much michael and uh thank you to luke and mike do you want to give a, another thanks to luke as well yeah luke nah, i don't mean it man seriously it's the least i could hey do. stop mentioning it all right this isn't why we yeah. called you or anything luke uh banksy the street artist has done something ridiculous that he obviously had planned to do for years and it's finally happened uh, what he's done is uh, he secretly installed, he did a painting and then he secretly installed a shredder in the frame. He did this painting in 2006 and then oh, so on the <clears throat> old, 12 yeah. years old, he's, he's planned this for 12 years. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry, by the way, not a he, no one knows who or what Banksy is. It could be a group, a she, or a, I don't know, alien. some kind of collective. It could be an alien, <laughs> unlikely. Uh, <laughs> I think they'd have better than Shredder technology, really. Yeah. It was an alien. But yeah, some artist has made a self-destructive painting that when mm. it got auctioned, um, as soon as the hammer hit the desk, it essentially, the painting shredded itself. It's bizarre. Yeah. And if you want to go watch the video, we actually just put it up on the Luke and Lewis Instagram story of the painting just shredding itself. And everyone at the auction freaks out. That's my favorite bit. So yeah. someone's bought the painting for almost $1.9 million. Yep. And just as the hammer, just as the auctioneer was right like, as they sold. Wanted, yeah, sold. Then, and one of the, right as they spent like $2 million, then it just destroys itself. The painting just starts shredding itself and everyone just starts freaking out. But what we want to discuss is, everyone's been talking about, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Does the painting now go up in value or down in value. Most people would say mm. it's shredded. Now it's worthless. But I think it's because that was the plan all along. Now it's yeah. worth double. Oh, well, really, when you think about it, the the art piece was not actually the painting. The art piece was that moment where it shredded after 
after the auction, I think. That's what he was really planning to do. So, so but I feel like it's worth more. That's false advertising because the person, when they bought it, just thought it was a painting. Do you reckon they would have bought it for more? Or the, the, the bidding would have started higher if the auctioneer was like, now, as soon as I hit sold, this is going to shred itself. Do well, you reckon people would have been like, ooh, or like, no. How about we it. go even deeper? Maybe the person who bought it is Banksy and he's just trying to flip his painting again. So he's already made 1.9 million. He's bought it and now he's shredded it. Now he's going to sell it for five. Yeah, that's, that's actually a pretty good scheme. <laughs> that's I reckon scam. that's it. What I want to know is, we were talking about before the show is, I want to know if, so obviously the so whoever's bought it, right, is mm. probably going to keep it still because they paid $1.9 million for it. Yes. So when they put it up in their house on their mansion or whatever they put it, I want to know is, do you reckon they'll get a second frame and frame the shredded bits as well, well to try and it, keep the, them intact. The interesting thing is, at like with a normal shredder, the piece of paper goes all the way through, and then stri- it's all that's shredded. left is strips of paper. But this, it only went halfway through. So now it's like a half full frame, and then down the bottom it has like yeah. tassels of a previously intact painting. So it's like, uh, do you hang it like that? Where, but then I'd worry about like the cats playing with it. Yeah, that's what I mean. You'd frame it. I think yeah. you'd frame the shred because you'd now frame the shred the frame. Is probably worth more than the actual painting. Which so you need a frame frame. Yeah, but you know, you know what I think this says. It mm. says a lot that modern art, perhaps, maybe it's getting a little out of control. All right, this this same group, Banksy, uh, mm. had a drawing up in Hosier Lane in Melbourne, right? And the cancel accidentally removed it because they thought it was graffiti. So <laughs> if you if the cancel can't even tell the the difference between modern art and graffiti, then perhaps you need to start looking at your artistic style and be like, is this actually worth $2 million? Because some guy just cleaned it off with like a spray gun. (laughs) You know, I've just realized that if he made this painting in the frame six years ago, how... 12 years ago. Yeah, 12. Yeah, sorry, 2006. So 12 years ago, I'm stuck in 2012. I think I'm still in high school. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) If he made this painting 12 years ago... Was the shredder battery operated? If so, how did he find a battery that lasted 12 years? Or does it plug into the wall and no one was like, oh, we've got to plug the painting in. (laughs) Hang on. Why do we need to plug the painting in? This doesn't make any sense. That's a good point. (laughs) That's true. Why was it? How did it shred itself? What power source was there? It wouldn't be batteries because they don't last 12 years. You would have had to plug the painting in. And that's a credit to Duracell, if anything, I think, is whoever (laughs) is the battery supplier, that is where the real money is. All right. Anyway, well, Banksy, well done. All right. You've done Congratulations, it. mate. I, I, I want to know how you power your... Uh, you, maybe yeah. maybe it was Elon Musk did it. Maybe Wait, it was a Tesla if, prototype. If we half shred our radio show, it'll be better? Um, I think it's already half shredded. Yeah, great. That hasn't <laughs> helped. Anyway. <laughs> now, uh, before the break, we were talking about the artist Banksy. Yes, we were. And we were trying to figure out how a Banksy charged or powered his uh, art frame that shredded a piece of artwork because he painted this painting in 2006 and then when it sold for auction for almost $2 million, it automatically shredded itself. So we were thinking, how was the painting powered? Was it a battery that lasted for 12 years? Or for 12 years, was somebody plugging in the painting and not wondering why? And I guess Duracell batteries, double Mm. A's, which probably is incorrect. We've actually had a call in from James. James, you know how this painting was powered. Yes. How? 
So the, the well, in in the frame there were actually lights in order to draw attention to the painting. There were lights um, on on the painting itself coming from the top. And so when he's when he's design, when he's designed the frame, he's actually linked the lights into the shredder. And so when when they oh, had to so plug it in, so you would have wall, to plug it in. Oh, so it was a plugged in frame. Yes. Correct. Oh, that's uh, genius. So he themselves. gave them a reason to plug it in and exactly. everyone thought it was for the lights, but it was yeah. actually for the shredder. That so actually said, is art. Yeah. He, he, put, <laughs> he said to them, yeah, I need the light on there. Yeah. So just plug it in here. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure how he's triggered it, but he must have remote triggered it or something when he's watching the auction. But That's what we were yeah. trying to figure out. It was... There's three possible things happened. Either no one knows who Banksy is, so he was obviously, or whoever it is, he or she or the group, one of the people in the group was there, or yeah. the auction was live streamed, so they could have just been anywhere in the world watching it and then triggered yeah. it, or they could have sent someone to the event to trigger what it. What do you think, James? And I checked the background of the uh, auctioneer. Mm. James? It, are you Banksy? Are you Banksy? <laughs> Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> We've got him on the line. We've got Banksy. If so, though, phone number. now that you've called and told us all this, how much is this conversation now worth if you are Banksy? <laughs> well, uh, that'd be something you'd have to talk to with my agent. Oh, let's shred we'll it. Let's shred it. it. Let's double this now. Let's <laughs> I was wondering this. why we had to plug this segment in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks you for calling, James. You wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to shred the show. You'd have to shred the transcript. Then it'd be worth something. Ah, that's true. Okay, this was all we'll scripted. get it. We'll chuck it in the burner, man. Let's destroy this thing. Thanks very much for joining us, Banksy. Oh, sorry, James. Yeah. Thanks, James. I mean, Banksy. Luke, you have a very important message for me. Uh, that, no, uh... I just have something important to get done. Uh, you're a okay. fan of productivity, aren't you? Uh not really. That, I mean, that's why I do this show. Yeah. Hate productivity. So okay. I just waste my time here. But you know I'm. You know that I like getting often two things done at once. You know that sometimes on the show I like to do a radio show, but also... Uh, I don't do like some, this segment. Do some errands. I Mike, don't enjoy this segment. <laughs> I don't like this segment. Personal errands on the show. <laughs> Solving all my problems on the radio. That is right. Mate, that's enough. We've Pers- done it six times. Nope. We've just enough. You've just enough errands on the show. Hey, man. I've always got errands to run. I'm a busy guy. So uh, this week I've had a problem arise and thought, hmm, should I tackle this off air? No. Yes. Le- no. I'm actually using the platform of our show to help me with this errand. Okay. Yeah. Great. Because here I was trying to entertain the masses and you're just trying to get stuff done. Well, I think people can... I feel like this is relatable because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now going, man, I've got so much to do, but I'm listening to the radio. I'm sure they're all doing it themselves. Yeah, exactly. So while people are also <laughs> running errands, so am I. We're just a, just a big okay. society of errand running. Okay. Citizens. Well, you've, you've won me over, man. You've explained great. it so great. What's your errand? Lewis, uh, we brought up earlier in the show, I have a panic at the disco dilemma. Now, we resolved that dilemma. So I, I bought one. Was it should I still be a fan in 2018? <laughs> uh, Is that the dilemma? No, we still haven't solved that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> so panic at the disco, have a concert next Saturday night or this Saturday, right? They play this song. My least favorite segment and my least favorite band combined. <laughs> So we didn't tell you we were doing it. Uh, <laughs> now, they're playing a concert at, uh, it's called Melbourne Arena now, formerly High Sense Arena next weekend in Melbourne. And mm-hmm. uh, you know that I bought a ticket for way too much money to go there, 
by myself. And I've been yep. scouring the internet all week trying to find someone or well, another ticket so I can take someone with me. Haven't yep. had much luck at all. It's sold out months ago. Everyone wants a ticket. Believe it or not, this concert's in weirdly high demand. I can't mm. find a ticket. Well, I've right. actually had, you know, I've also been using our producers before the show on company time to find <laughs> me a ticket to go with. <laughs> That's such a waste of money. Ebony's that's not even scaring. yours. I've been talking to a guy on Gumtree. I just texted him during the song. <laughs> but I, I have, I've had no luck, right? So right. on 131060, uh, if you are... Now, this is niche, I will admit. Often, it's a Sunday night. We try and do broad, general phone topics that are quite relatable in this hour. Just so and sometimes we try and get stuff done for Luke. Yeah, and other times <laughs> we do this. So this is probably the nichest phone topic we've ever done, but if you're going... We're getting a phone call already. You haven't even said what it's about. For. Who's calling? Just wait You haven't up. even said the number. Okay. <laughs> On 131060, are you going to panic at the disco on Saturday in Melbourne by yourself and do you want a friend to go with? Because I'll be that friend. <laughs> it's probably the most desperate phone topic we've ever I don't think done. that's niche at all, man. I reckon that everyone going to Panic Disco has no mates. It's just a bunch of individuals <laughs> True, by there's themselves. There's probably like 10,000 people there with no mates. <laughs> I can probably go there and make heaps of friends. So but, give us a call on 131060, you losers. All right. Are you going to Panic at the Disco? You won't be called a loser by me. We can hang out maybe. But here's the thing. If you're going with your friends... I don't know if I want to hang out with you and your mates. I kind of would prefer someone who's also going alone. So then they're just... That'll like, be easy, man. Then, <laughs> then they're just as lame as me. So 131060, are you going to panic at the disco next weekend? And would you like to come with me? I know you don't know me, but I promise I'm a cool guy and I love their tunes as well. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're doing this. Personal errands on the show. Solving all my problems on the radio. I've got a big problem, actually, Luke, that we could solve on the radio. No, don't worry about it. We're doing mine. So uh, My big problem is this segment. <laughs> uh, let's and not... we could solve it by just never doing it again. Nah, let's resolve that off air, I reckon. <laughs> and the okay. answer will be no. Let's continue. So what we're asking you, I had a problem during the week that I, I paid way too much money to buy, uh, to, to go, to buy a Panic at the Disco ticket, which are this band. Yeah, I mean, he paid more than uh, zero, which is hate. Way yeah. too much you should pay for uh, I paid tickets. a lot of money, but the problem is I paid for a single ticket and I don't mm. want to go to a concert. I've never been to a concert Going alone. to concerts by yourself is the best. No. I've done it many times. And you're really antisocial. All right. <laughs> Hey, man, there's nothing better than a concert by yourself and then straight after bowling alone. Did you actually do that? No, I have gone bowling alone separately. I should try the bowling concert uh, combo, though. That'd be great. That'd be a perfect night out. But we asked people uh, of if they can help solve my problem. Was It was one of the most niche phone topics we've ever, we've ever done. I put a mm. call out there to anyone listening saying, are you going to the Panic at the Disco concert next weekend? And if you're going by yourself, do you want to hang out? Like, do you want to go with me? Because I don't want to be there alone. It's sad enough that I'm going to a Panic at the Disco concert as a 22-year-old uh, itself, but going alone is another level. Uh, but we have another loser on the line. Right, hey, Erin, uh, you're not a loser. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I don't Man. consider myself a loser either. No, you are. Uh, hey, are as... you going to Panic at the Disco alone, Erin? Yeah, I am definitely. Mm, <laughs> sorry, the verdict's in. The tribe has spoken. <laughs> Erin, <laughs> uh, how come yeah. you're going to Panic at the Disco alone? Because um, all my friends were too embarrassed to come with me. Same so with mine. See, I told <laughs> you guys, I told you. Hey, mate, at least we have friends. They were all... <laughs> <laughs> 
they were all just too embarrassed to come. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, if you think you're too cool for that, then maybe I shouldn't be your friend. I don't know. I have actually reconsidered a couple of friendships over this. I have asked about three of my mates, and none of them were interested. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know I'd what, guys? At my primary school, we used to have this place called Friendship Corner, and if you didn't have anyone to hang out with at lunchtime because you had no friends, the school captain had to hang out in Friendship <laughs> you Corner. You would have been a permanent resident. <laughs> Well, I think that in this situation, panic at the disco is you and Aaron's friendship corner. You guys should go and hang out and make friends. Uh, Aaron, would you yeah. be interested in hanging out at Panic at the Disco? Yeah, 100% for sure. I'd definitely rather go with someone. <laughs> now, are you on standing room or in seats? Uh, standing. Yes. Oh, oh so you're in the same well. spot. Right. So were you thinking of getting there early? I wasn't th- I was thinking of missing the opening band, I'll be honest. I uh, Yeah, no, I'm not too keen a bit for the opening one. Yeah, yeah good. I didn't even check out who was opening, so that's how thoroughly uninterested I am in that. So I I haven't checked the doors. Like what time do doors open? When should we get there? Should we meet uh, outside or Yeah, let's set it up. Yeah, okay, sweet. So like eight o'clock, eight thirty. And should should I wear like a like something crazy so you recognise me? Yeah, should I wear like a I don't have a Panic at the Disco T-shirt. Maybe I should go to the merch store. No, this every, everyone is there. The will be worst wearing. conversation <laughs> that has ever been broadcast in the history of radio. <laughs> hey, Aaron, let's do this off air. <laughs> Stay on the line, Aaron. We'll get you details, and you guys can hang out. And then Panic Sunday, the do you want to come back on the show, and we'll tell Lewis how good it was? Hey guys, I reckon I might miss next week. I don't uh-huh. know if I'm feeling well. I'm That's starting right. to get a bit sick. Hey Aaron, I can't wait for Saturday. We'll get your details. Let's uh, okay. For, before we go, what's your favourite song? Um, I do love "I Write Sins, Not Tragedies." Oh. It is the all-time original. But yeah, but I what's your favourite like non-single? Mona Lisa. <laughs> Mona Lisa. Yeah, also another single. Any album tracks or? Uh, I thought I was going with the true fan. Oh, a true fan. Whoa, that's personal. Um, My favourite song is a song called Oh, Glory Enemies now. Off a Japanese B side Um, of their third (laughs) studio album. If you guys keep fighting, there's going to be some real panic on the dance floor. (laughs) You mucked up the name of the band. It's not a disco. I changed it a little bit. It was still funny. Uh, Lewis, something big has happened. Uh, You're in Perth right now. We're doing the shy. The show. The Shire. The Shire. We've made it to the Shire. Yes. Um, Uh, It's great. Bilbo's here. I'm yeah. looking for this ring. I can't find it anywhere. It's um, weird. Perhaps we should take it to Mordor <laughs> once we find it. Lewis, we're... <laughs> I'm We've reached show. a new low on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Lord of the Rings jokes. Lewis, <laughs> uh, you're in Perth right now and yes. doing the show. And uh, something's happened in the office back here in Melbourne uh, mm. that I wanted to update you on. Right. Uh, is you're being Sauron sent back? a photo now, I believe. Uh, I'm on your being phone. sent a photo. I think you're being texted a photo. Lewis, okay. the kitchen's been stolen. Right. Someone <laughs> s- legitimately uh, has stolen the kitchen. So, you know the kitchen area that we sometimes heat up our meals in, go yeah. to the tap? Someone it, what do you took mean? it. Stole, it's just gone. Have you got the photo? No, I don't. Where's it being sent? Uh, I mean, to your phone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's been stolen. Like, just... Someone... Took it. So but I walked in today. You can't steal a kitchen. Hey, man, that's what I thought. That I walked in today and there's no kitchen. <laughs> there's an empty space what? where the kitchen used to be. And I, I, we didn't get any heads up. <laughs> like, no staff email. Wait, so, like, the, 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 you can't take a kitchen. The kitchen is, like, six drawers, the fridge, the sink, 
No, no, Everything. they took the wall out. Like, the, the kitchen's <laughs> the been stolen. Whoever the thief Wait, the was. the wall with Justin Bieber on it? Yeah, the, the wall's gone. <laughs> Where's Justin Bieber Biebs gone? Bieber's out of the building, He man. signed that wall. Yeah, so there was a wall that backed onto the kitchen that uh, when Justin Bieber... I just got the photo. Where's the kitchen? And where's Biebs? Where's Biebs? <laughs> I'm telling you. ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Someone came and stole the kitchen. So what Mike and I did, the radio Mike and I before reckon the show... Maybe they didn't steal the kitchen. Maybe they just stole the Bieber wall. They're going to sell it. Yeah, maybe. But they also racked the sink. It's like they thrown mm. in the sink for extra, for added value. But Mike I and sweeten I, the deal. Mike and I think the culprit's still in the building. So we actually locked all the doors around the building and started an investigation <laughs> before the show. Good. Um, yeah, but no culprits were found. When were you? When did you leave? No comment. <laughs> all right. So now we need to go looking for it. If you've seen a, a kitchen around Perth lately, <laughs> I'm going to come clean, guys. I uh, I took the Bieber wall to Perth yeah. because I couldn't do the show without the Bieber wall and the sink just to sweeten the deal. Great. Well, I'm glad that's sorted. Seriously, though, uh, if anyone from work's listening, a little bit of notice. All right. What about if I, I didn't, but what about I had a bought like a pack lunch that I had to heat up? I had to go fill uh, my, my water bottle on level one today. I had to go downstairs to fill <laughs> A flight of stairs? Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, if you think that's hard, it's, it's even harder to check in a wall what? <laughs> when you're flying. To bring it in a bag right, and check it in. It's way over the limit. I had to pay heaps. Yeah, great. Hey, man, it's better than Shire jokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, kitchen stolen. You're welcome. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> well, thanks for telling me, mate. Luke, it's time for an update uh, on my social experiment, which is going very, very well. Uh, the grand final happened last week, the AFL grand final. Mm-hmm. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Appreciate that, mate. Good idea. In case anyone wanted to know what an <laughs> AFL grand final siren sounded like. Now I love a surprise like, sound who effect. Who was confused? <laughs> Don't play it again. We go to air in Melbourne, right? So when Lewis said AFL grand final, <laughs> did you really think, Mike, um, they're probably going to need more context? I'd just like the listeners to have as much context as possible. Hey, the hey reason man, why I Mike's said... talking weird is because he's trying to talk with an eclipse mint in his mouth on the radio. <laughs> really hey man. professional, man. K- stick to your mint. Just... Lay off the sound effects. I'll just chuck a mint him. Sorry, no, I don't man. have any eclipse here in Perth. Continue, Bummer. Lewis. All right, guys. Right. All right, guys. That's the end of this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, as I was saying, uh, the AFL Grand Final happened last week, uh, and if you're unaware to what the uh, siren sounds like, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Slow hands, Mike strikes again. Right, so... I, I, the AFL grand final happened and, uh, I decided to run an experiment football. I don't really care about it at all. It doesn't impact my life. I didn't find out who won and I thought it'd be interesting to see how long could I just live my normal life without avoiding it at all. And how long would it take for me to find out who won the grand final? This is bizarre. We came in the day after the grand final last Sunday to do the show, and Lewis had no idea who won. Like, we live in the city that it happens, and you just missed it. You didn't intentionally miss it. You just missed it. So I want to know is, firstly, do you now know who won the AFL grand final this year? I had a five-minute conversation with someone who went to the AFL grand final. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find out who won. So you didn't ask them? No, I just talked to them about it. It and was I was just like, I was wondering if they're going to tell me. So, so I was so talking what, to them. Did any clues get given? Do you think you know who won? Well, the conversation kind of went, 
Uh, they said, oh, I went to the AFL Grand Final. I said, oh, how was it? He goes, yeah, it was good. And I was like, oh, yeah, were you barracking for any of the teams? He goes, nah, I didn't go for anyone in the finals. Uh, I just wanted to experience it. And I was like, oh, yeah, so how was it? He goes, yeah, look, it was pretty good. Um, I think it was, a, it was a good win. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool, man. Can you, can you wrap up this? This is the most boring conversation ever. <laughs> and that was it. I had a whole conversation about the Grand Final. I don't know who won. Still really? Like, no, it's been a week. Got well, no idea. Okay. I've been on social media. No one's told me. Can you tell me? So it was West Coast and Collingwood who were playing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you still. Can you? That's tell how me little I know. I actually you... forgot who was playing. <laughs> Can you tell me who you think won? I text our producer James last week who I thought won. Can we get the prediction now? I'm still not going to tell you. I just want to know now what you think. Is James there? James, James what did here. I text you? I forget. James, Hang on, James, he's getting on now. He's getting on in a sec. Ah, like nah. When I put the thing on. Nah, look, guys, I think uh, not only is the kitchen being stolen, but apparently also the radio equipment that <laughs> makes us go to air. <laughs> I think he's good now. Okay, so uh, <laughs> last week, Lewis texted me and he said, I think Collingwood won. Hmm. Interesting. And the reason I think that... Why do you think that? Is... I guessed. So it was a 50-50... <laughs> No, it was because I was in the city. I was in the city the night of the AFL, and there were people with Collingwood scarves around their necks, yeah, and they looked coming happy. Coming from the game. Well, they looked. They didn't look angry. Yeah, it was a nice night. Yeah. Who knows? So maybe they I think could have been happy. Collingwood won the grand final. Well, uh, Lewis, I'm not going to tell you, and let's see how long okay. we can keep doing this for. <laughs> I reckon you can get a whole year. I reckon you can get to next year's grand final, then not know two years in a row. <laughs> That'd be that'd be the dream, man. That'd be great. I well, wish I could just forget about footy look, altogether. I think as soon as this, someone's going to tell you during the week. I'm surprised no one's messaged you. So no. credit to everyone who listens to the show for not telling. Don't no one tell so him. So this proves, man, that every time you bring football up on the show, not even our listeners care. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have encountered Luke. <laughs> yes. Some some of the most some of the most frustrating things I've, I've I've ever encountered in my life, and it's something that I hate, and you know that I hate this. People Is it who DJ Khaled on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that's no, I love that. Big fan <laughs> of the music and on this station. <laughs> Just got a thumbs up from the producer. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I hate is people who eat slow. Oh yeah, you. I can't stand it. Yeah, you're right. shocking. Lewis eats so slow that I would say you can't even dispute this. I'd say more than fifty percent of the time you don't even finish your meal. Not more. It's at least fifty percent. Yeah, because yeah. you know what? I eat so slowly that it annoys me so much. I'm like, ah, I can't be bothered finish this. This is annoying. <laughs> your food I always get frustrated gets cold. Myself. You just I know. get cold and then you don't want to eat it. That's how slow you eat. Well, I try to eat fast and I just can't do it. It's just not my thing. But. Luke, all my life, I have been the slowest eater on any table, of all course. the time, everywhere. Uh, but in Adelaide, I had uh, lunch with a friend, and she ate slower than me. No way. Yep. It was crazy. We got to the restaurant at 2.30. I finished at 5, incredibly long time. Wait, you took an... What? How, wh- yep. When did you get your food? At 2.30. No, we got there at 2.30 and they served us at like three or so. So it took I... you two hours to eat? Yeah, about that. It takes two too. hours to eat. Well, she... I take about maybe 25 minutes. Is that weird? Like 20 minutes to 25 minutes? Like if it's like a dinner meal? She took two and a half. What? They were chairs on tables. Oh, they the were packing stu- up. They were closed. They closed at they five. Closed. And she was still going. 
And I, and she was like, she noticed that I was eating slowly and she was like, oh, I'm so glad I've, I've, I've met up with another slow eater. People always yell at me when I eat food this slowly. Yeah, and you... I was, and then initially I was like, yeah, how annoying is it? It just let us eat slowly. But then towards the end of the meal, I was yelling at her, hurry up. They're closed. Yeah, the after, staff wanted to kick her out. After you've taken two hours to eat yours, what did she order? Just a salad. What? <laughs> it's not even chewy. I know. Like, it was what's like, the it was hold like up? A, it was I, the salad with chicken in it, and she j- was just savoring every bite. I don't understand how, like, like was she talking a lot? Like, what's the issue? Because with you, I've noticed you're a slow... Now, here's the problem with you. You digest your food slowly, which means you swallow it slowly. And because you swallow it slowly, you then chew slowly. Yours mm. is like a chain of slowness that just gets brought down right to the chewing. And I've noticed now, and me and Mike were talking about it before the show, sometimes you'll have food in your mouth... Then halfway through chewing it, get distracted and just leave it in your mouth. And start I do that doing a lot because because I get sick of I get sick of chewing. I'm like this is taking chewing. so long. I get bored, man. I feel like I also chew more than most people as well because I can't get it down if it's not You're not like done. A herbivore. It's so weird. I know, and now I understand your pain. I mean, I'm not going to change at all, but I'm going to sympathize a little bit. I don't even care anymore. I just think it amuses me because sometimes, like, you don't realize we're all watching you. Like, like some I've started now distracting you when you're eating. Like, often you'll get like a wrap before the show, and you'll sit here at the desk and you'll eat it. I'm like, "Hey, Lewis, have you done that?" And I watch you with a food in your mouth, stop chewing and then just start doing work. And I'm like, Oh my God, is he going to finish chewing? Like, is, what's wrong with him? He's going to leave it in there. Hey, like, what are you no saving No experiments in the office. You're saving it for later, this. you weirdo. Hey man, sometimes you got to save hey, your $9 wrap. Was the friend, um, I think she's a mutual friend. Was it Sev? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, classic slow eater. I know her. <laughs> yeah, she's very, That does very not slow. surprise me at all. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we got kicked out by the staff. She, actually, no, she didn't finish her meal. She had to leave about 20% yeah, of tapped it. tapped out two and a half hours in. Oh, we've all been there with a the salad. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of the show, guys. Thank you very much for for listening. Almost said watching then. Yep, it's radio. You forgot where you were. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. It's been a big show. Uh, we've we've had a few messages to Perth because Lewis is currently in Perth right now doing the mm. show. So, uh, you, Lewis, are you ready to pass on? You need to pass on. Stephanie wants to say hi to someone, I think. And yep. uh, Danny wants uh, Alan to look after her husband. So if you could yep. get them up on the pin board. One's just come is through. Is there actually a pin board or is this just something you've made up? Uh, I'm assuming there's a Perth Town Square. Uh, <laughs> and I'm assuming there's a pin board. So, yeah, that's up to you to that's find like a pin board. That's like two massive calls. Yeah. Well, I've been to Perth. There's not a lot to do there. I'm assuming they just it's probably just mostly just pin boards and squares. Really. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, there's one come through via text, uh, a message to Perth um, yep. from my dad, uh, okay. who's listening to the show. He said, uh, also, uh, so okay, so I'll start off. Uh, he's mm-hmm. given us some feedback as well as a message to Perth. Earlier okay. in the show, we were talking about uh, a band from the '80s called Foreigner, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we must have been trashing Foreigner a bit hard. And yep. uh, I think dad's a bit offended. Hey, mate, Foreigner, the 70s and 80s band, they were okay in capital letters. So he's not raving about them, but they weren't as bad as we were saying. And he also he's... just said they were only from the 70s and 80s, even though they're working now. So yeah. they have done nothing. They haven't even done anything okay now. In the last 30 years, like what have they been doing? So he said, cold as ice, good song. If they were at the opera house after all this time, I guess that means that's something going, A. Eh? Also, tell Lewis to say hi to Owen from Mount Lawley. That's a suburb in Perth. 
Um, also, good show. Love Dad. So, uh, right. Lewis, can well, you... tell Owen to buy a ticket to my show and yeah. I'll say hi. <laughs> can you put it on the pin board? Uh, yeah. And then Owen, I'm sure we'll see. I'll put up a pin board at one of my shows. Great. Uh, that'd be terrific. And, um, yeah, that's the end of the show. Um, looking forward to Panic at the Disco next week with our listener of the show, Aaron. Oh, uh, we're going to be... be the, one of the most lamest things that anyone's ever done, meeting oh. up with a stranger at a Panic at the Disco hey, show. Hey, mate, it's 10, And your girlfriend people. should be worried. There's a bit of competition now. No, she didn't want to come with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, check us out on Instagram and the podcast if you missed anything. Luke and Lewis on The Fox. Luke and Lewis on 101.9 The Fox.